Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 23rd day of December, and just a couple days left of my time with you. I, I truly can hardly believe it. Trying not to be too emotional on this uh, first year of China and I uh, switching back and forth in chronological in that year coming to a close and, and yet it's my second time through the Bible in chronological order and I can just tell you that nothing is the same in my life. That is God's honest truth. Nothing is the same in my life because of this journey through the Word. Also very exciting, just a couple days until we celebrate Christmas here in the United States and uh, of course tomorrow being Christmas Eve. So lots happening, uh, lots to mention, to commemorate, and at the same time, uh, staying present in this moment right here, right now. So let's do that. We're here to read the word. We're gonna read Hebrews chapters 11, 12, and 13 today. And we're reading the Common English Bible, Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. The elders in the past were approved because they showed faith. By faith, we understand that the universe has been created by a word from God so that the visible came into existence from the invisible. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice to God than Cain, which showed that he was righteous since God gave approval to him for his gift. Though he died, he's still speaking through faith. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he didn't see death, and he wasn't found because God took him up. He was given approval for having pleased God before he was taken up. It's impossible to please God without faith because the one who draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards people who try to find him. By faith, Noah responded with godly fear when he was warned about events he hadn't seen yet. He built an ark to deliver his household. With his faith, he criticized the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes from faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out without knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived in the land he had been promised as a stranger. He lived in tents along with Isaac and Jacob who were co-heirs of the same promise. He was looking forward to a city that has foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah received the ability to have a child, though she herself was barren and past the age for having children because she believed that the one who promised was faithful. So descendants were born from one man, and he was as good as dead. They were as many as the number of the stars in the sky and as, as countless as the grains of sand on the seashore. 
All these people died in faith without receiving the promises, but they saw the promises from a distance and welcomed them. They confessed that they were strangers and immigrants on earth. But people who say this kind of thing make it clear that they are looking for a homeland. If they had been thinking about the country that they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return to it. But at this point in time, they are longing for a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God isn't ashamed to be called their God. He has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac when he was tested. The one who received the promises was offering his only son. He had been told concerning him, your legitimate descendants will come from Isaac. He figured that God could even raise him from the dead. So in a way, he did receive him back from the dead. By faith, Isaac also blessed Jacob and Esau concerning their future. By faith, Jacob blessed each of Joseph's sons as he was dying and bowed in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph recalled the exodus of the Israelites at the end of his life and gave instructions about burying his bones. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months when he was born because they saw that the child was beautiful and they weren't afraid of the king's orders. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter when he was grown up. He chose to be mistreated with God's people instead of having the temporary pleasures of sin. He thought that the abuses he suffered for Christ were more valuable than the treasures of Egypt since he was looking forward to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt without being afraid of the king's anger. He kept on going as if he could see what is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood in order that the destroyer could not touch their firstborn children. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as if they were on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried it, they were drowned. By faith, Jericho's walls fell after the people marched around them for 70 days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute wasn't killed with the disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. What more can I say? I would run out of time if I told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms, brought about justice, realized promises, shut the mouths of lions, put out raging fires, escaped from the edge of the sword, found strength and weakness, were mighty in war and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured and refused to be released so they could gain a better resurrection. But others experienced public shame by being taunted and whipped. They were even put in chains and in prison. They were stoned to death. They were cut in two and they died by being murdered with swords. They went around wearing the skins of sheep and goats, needy, oppressed, and mistreated. The world didn't deserve them. They wandered around in deserts, mountains, caves, and holes in the ground. All these people didn't receive what was promised, though they were given approval for their faith. God provided something better for us 
so they wouldn't be made perfect without us. So then, with endurance, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. He endured the cross, ignoring the shame for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him and sat down at the right side of God's throne. Think about the one who endured such opposition from sinners so that you won't be discouraged and you won't give up. In your struggle against sin, you haven't resisted yet to the point of shedding blood and you have forgotten the encouragement that addresses you as sons and daughters. My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline or give up when you are corrected by him because the Lord disciplines whomever he loves and he punishes every son or daughter whom he accepts. Bear hardship for the sake of discipline. God is treating you like sons and daughters. What child isn't disciplined by his or her father? But if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not real sons and daughters. What's more, we had human parents who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a little while as it seemed best to them, but God does it for our benefit so that we can share his holiness. No discipline is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. Later, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet so that if any part is lame, it will be healed rather than injured more seriously. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well, because no one will see the Lord without it. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. Make sure that no one becomes sexually immoral or ungodly like Esau. He sold his inheritance as the oldest son for one meal. You know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he couldn't find a way to change his heart and life, though he looked for it with tears. You haven't drawn near to something that can be touched, a burning fire, darkness, shadow, a whirlwind, a blast of a trumpet, and a sound of words that made the ones who heard it beg that there wouldn't be one more word. They couldn't stand the command. If even a wild animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so frightening that Moses said, I'm terrified and shaking. But you have drawn near to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to countless angels in a festival gathering, to the assembly of God's firstborn children who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous who have been made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better than Abel's blood. See to it that you don't resist the one who is speaking. 
If the people didn't escape when they refused to listen to the one who warned them on earth, how will we escape if we reject the one who is warning from heaven? His voice shook the earth then, but now he has made a promise. Still once more, I will shake not only the earth, but heaven also. The words still once more reveal the removal of what is shaken, the things that are part of this creation, so that what isn't shaken will remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's continue to express our gratitude. With this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe because our God really is a consuming fire. Keep loving each other like family. Don't neglect to open up your homes to guests because by doing this, some have been hosts to angels without knowing it. Remember prisoners as if you were in prison with them and people who are mistreated as if you were in their place. Marriage must be honored in every respect with no cheating on the relationship because God will judge the sexually immoral person and the person who commits adultery. Your way of life should be free from the love of money and you should be content with what you have. After all, he has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. This is why we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper and I won't be afraid. What can people do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke God's word to you. Imitate their faith as you consider the way their lives turned out. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be misled by many strange teachings out there. It's a good thing for the heart to be strengthened by grace rather than by food. Food doesn't help those who live in this context. We have an altar, and those who serve as priests in the meeting tent don't have the right to eat from it. The blood of the animals is carried into the Holy of Holies by the high priest as an offering for sin and their bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy with his own blood. So now, let's go to him outside the camp, bearing his shame. We don't have a permanent city here, but rather we are looking for the city that is still to come. So let's continually offer up a sacrifice of praise through him, which is the fruit from our lips to confess his name. Don't forget to do good, to share what you have because God is pleased with these kinds of sacrifices. Rely on your leaders and defer to them because they watch over your whole being as people who are going to be held responsible for you. They need to be able to do this with pleasure and not with complaints about you because that wouldn't help you. Pray for us. We're sure that we have a good conscience and we want to do the right thing in every way. I'm particularly asking you to do this so that I can be returned to you quickly. May the God of peace, who brought back the great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus, from the dead by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing to do his will by developing in us what pleases him through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and always. Amen. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to put up with this message of encouragement, since I've only written a short letter to you. You should know that our brother Timothy has been set free. If he comes soon, we will travel together to see you. Greet your leaders and all of God's holy people. 
the group from Italy greets you. May grace be with all of you. So we finished out the book of Hebrews today, and I have to tell you, I absolutely love the placement of this reading of where we're at in this place in our year. And that is simply because I think this is where it all comes down to for us. Our faith. By faith. What we believe in, where our hope is placed. And then we have a long recollection of looking back of where we've been this year and the people that we have read about, the stories that have changed us, that we have identified maybe parts of our lives in their stories. And we see what they accomplished by faith. This journey through the Bible can be transformational if we allow it to be. And usually along that journey, we will find that some of our core beliefs may shift. They may change. I first of all want to say, that's completely okay. That's completely acceptable. That is a part of this process. And the difference is knowing about someone and knowing someone. You may have never journeyed through the Bible before and you've been told who God is, what God is mad at, how disappointed God is. And you may have believed that because you know people and you love people and you trust those people. But then to know God himself changes your relationship. It changes your relationship with God's word. And so those things are acceptable. They're good. They're right that some beliefs will shift. And knowing that today we hear faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. Faith is such a tricky thing. It can be a mystery. Faith can be like chasing the wind. And a lot of times we think that faith isn't faith unless we let everyone know our beliefs and where we stand and and to take that stand is our faith in action we defend our faith we stand for our faith i think the older i get what i'm learning is that you can take a lot of things away from me but you don't get to touch my faith it's too personal too private, what I believe and what I hope for, the evidence of things unseen, to know, to somehow know that I know that I know who God is in my life and trust the voice of my Father in my life. Nobody, nobody can take that away from you. Our faith may even waver in difficult circumstances and situations and things that catch us off guard, just like the wind 
comes in and knocks us down physically if it's strong enough, such as the storms of life. But what I've learned is that the reality of what I hope for and the proof of what I don't see is not contingent on my circumstance. My faith hopes in the Almighty because the Almighty has proven faithful in every situation of my life. And so I hope today, my hope for you today on this journey through the Bibles, for you to hear this reading when it's all finished, to just, just sit with your own faith, your own hope, and think about the journey looking back throughout this year. Maybe, maybe you just found the Daily Audio Bible. Maybe it's just been a month. Just pause and take a look back on this journey that you've been on this far, allowing God's word to speak to you and transform you. Think about where your hope lies. What statement is true for you about your faith, your beliefs, your hope? And just know there's no wrong answers, but just sit with it, consider it. Take a look back at what you have believed in. What can you say is true about what you've believed? What can you say is not true? How has it shifted for you? What does your faith mean to you? Father, we thank you for your word and we're just gonna make some space in these next few moments to sit and be with you, to take a look back over the last year, over the last month, even over the last day. No journey is insignificant, no matter the time lapsed. Every moment counts with you. But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just Speak to us. Show us where our faith lies. What is true about what we believe? Where have we needed to tweak some things? Where have we grown? Where have we deepened what we believe? And I pray, Father, that as we sit with this question and we take a look back, that we will consider your faithfulness, your goodness in every situation of our lives. We can see our own humanity, our own failures, our own shortcomings, and we see those of people that mean well all around us. We're only human. We're imperfect people. We're working it out. But you, you are good. You are faithful. You are trustworthy. You are safe. And I thank you for that truth. And I pray that what every person 
that stops and considers what they would undoubtedly and knowingly resolve is that you are love and that you love us unconditionally. I thank you for that truth that lights my path every single day of my life, despite my feelings, despite circumstance. I thank you, God, that by faith we have made it this far. Speak to the hearts of your sons and your daughters now, I pray. I pray this all now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Counting down that final day with you tomorrow of my time with you here this year. And I look forward to it. Until then, I'm Jill. Turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Hello, DAVC family. This is Diana from Florida. And I just wanted to praise God for the message that he gave Kingdom Seeker Daniel in the December 14th podcast. I am definitely catching up on a couple of these pods, but I will be caught up by the end of today. King the Secret Daniel, my goodness, praise God for your testimony and for the fact that you want to really drive home that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for your vulnerability and being able to share the fact that you should have, should have endured a 35-year prison sentence because you became a felon due to wrongdoing you committed in your past. But God, God was able to perform a miracle in that situation and free you either sooner or I don't know all the details, but just just the fact that he's transformed you to be this person that we hear in these recordings with the most amazing adjectives ever. That is only God can do that. And it really um, is amazing and wonderful how God has transformed your life. And I know that he is using you to transform the lives of others that are listening to this podcast. And so, family, please take heed. Take heed. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. If you're in Christ, you are no longer condemned. You are free. Love you. Good morning, Debsy family. This is Lady of Victory on the morning of December 19th. Um, this message is for Adrian, who is taking a trip from Baltimore to Boston, I believe, uh, to visit family and leaving family behind because somebody doesn't want to travel. I understand your angst. Um, My dad was an alcoholic and I was fearful of driving. I mean, I am fearful of riding in a car, but it's only when other people are driving. I'm fine as long as I'm driving because I feel like I'm in control. But uh, 
Sometimes, though, God gives us these anxious feelings for a reason. And so thank you for calling in for prayer uh, because maybe, you know, your angst is uh, noteworthy. So, um, God, we thank you and we honor you. We magnify you because you allow us to come before your throne of grace, God, and to make our requests and petitions known to you. So, God, I pray for Adrian's family, God, those, the ones that she's leaving behind, God, who doesn't do well in uh, cars, the one that's staying back with this teenager, God, I pray that you would cover them under the blood, that no hurt, harm, or danger will come to them, God, that you would cover them during this holiday season. And then, God, as Adrian prepares to travel, God, with those who are going with her, God, we ask that you would be with them on the road, God. We ask that you would watch over them. Let there be no mechanical difficulties. Let there be... Um, God, no accidents of any kind, God. I pray, Father, that you would watch over her car and watch over the cars that are around them. God, that everybody will get to their destination safe and a good time will be had by all. And then the day that she returns back, God, that you would watch over them and keep them, cover them. God, let her have a praise report of what you did while she was there and how you protected them and kept them. All of them. And we thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas, sis.